Hello. Hey. And welcome to another episode of On Wednesdays, We Spill Tea. Are you thirsty? All right, guys. Welcome to bonus episode number two. I know I said I was going to be doing these bonus episodes alone, but Jordan is in the kitchen studio. <laughs> so we are going to go ahead and do the second bonus episode together. Yay, I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm excited too. Um, Jordan did her homework and actually watched the ultimatum Queer Love like I asked her to. And I so shows to watch. Yes, I have a long list for her to watch so we can get her semi-cultured as she claimed to be in our first episode together. So, I hope you guys are ready for our take on Queer Love, The Ultimatum, Season 1. So, we got our act together a little bit more since we did The Love is Blind because playing it back, we were like, what was the name? Uh... Uh... (laughs) so we are going to be a little more polished and put together for this one well as much as you can polish me that's for (laughs) sure (laughs) so without further ado we are going to go ahead and get into the ultimatum queer love i'm gonna start by uh, prefacing what the show is about in case you are listening and don't plan on watching but are just here for the comedic value you're definitely gonna be spoiled Yes, and uh, our point of view um, on the show, so you can just get the summary, you know, the highlights, the cliff notes. In the end, what we're going to be doing after that is we are going to actually dive right in um, to it episode by episode, and then discuss the finale and the reunion. So, Jordan, was my recommendation worthy of watching? super excited that I actually got to watch it. I really enjoyed it. I finally remembered actually watching the original Ultimatum. Don't remember anything about that one, but this one was juicy. Oh, yes. Um, so I actually watched the Ultimatum the first season just because I loved Love is Blind so much, but do I remember a single contestant? No. Was it worthy of watching? No. There, I don't remember any drama. I don't remember any, like, actual discussing of the things that they were there for, really. Right. I think I recall one girl being like, so, like, you want to talk about marriage? (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, the the Queer Love season, they really did dive right in, and they really did seem to actually do what I don't think I've ever seen in a reality TV show before. They got into their feelings. Yes, and they actually took it serious, and I feel like some of them took something away from the season in which they are going to actually apply to their life. I feel like a lot of them did, like nine out of ten of them did. Right, I believe that too. Um, I think there are two that probably didn't because they sucked, but, you know... There was three that was on my list. Me and Christy also have not discussed the show, like, at all. I tried to talk to her about it earlier, and she said, actually, we're not going to talk about it. My exact words were, save it for the podcast, bitch. (laughs) 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 All right. So, we're going to go ahead and get into the description. So, I'm going to tell you that the premise of this show is that 
one partner has issued, you know, an ultimatum. <gasps> Casp. What? <laughs> As it's called the ultimatum. So what they're saying is either you're ready to marry me now, we get engaged and we actually start taking our life seriously together, or it ain't me, babe. We're breaking up. See you next Tuesday, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so they go on the show and what they do is they um, go on like little mini dates. Mm-hmm. They go on dates with everybody there that is not their partner and kind of find out um, whether they have similar views, whether they have similar interests. Just like if you were go- to go on like one of those little blind dates, it's called speed dating. Yeah. So for those of you who are young and have never heard of speed dating because Tinder stepped in and now it's not really a thing anymore, mm-hmm. that's essentially what it was. And so once they decide on who their partner is going to be, then they go into what is called a faux marriage. So For how long? Like three weeks? Three weeks, yes. Um, so for three weeks, they are married. They are pretending to be married to a total stranger. In the end, so what they do is they go off into, it's like Love is Blind, where they go off to like the little apartments or the little condos or whatever, and they live their life together. So then after the three weeks... They have to go and do this faux married life with their original partner that they came there with. Mm -hmm. And so then they've got to figure out, you know, is being and living and, you know, acting like I'm married to this person what I want? Or did I find someone else that I click with more? Or maybe did I learn that my partner obviously doesn't want the same things that I do, but there are other people out there that do. Or maybe marriage isn't for them at all. Yes. Yes, I definitely think that one or two found out that. Yeah, 100%. So now what we're going to do is we're going to go into our couples. So our original five couples that came in are my personal two favorites are Yoli and Mal, Lexi and Ray. Those were my two favorite couples because I really liked Yoli, I really liked Mal, and I really liked Lexi. Didn't like Ray so much. Right. I liked uh, Yoli and Mal. They were probably my favorite. So, and then um, my least favorite couples were Mildred and Tiff, Sam and Ozzy, and Xander and Vanessa. I, I didn't like Xander at first. Right. Um, I did really like Vanessa at first, but we're going to get into why that changed. Yeah, because Vanessa was very Vanessa. Oh, God. I did not like Sam and Ozzy. Oh, no. No. Not at all. Okay. So... I was really excited that they finally ha- are getting, that they're getting um, woke enough, I guess, mm-hmm. um, to have a queer dating show because it's something I really feel like that's been missing from the reality TV scene. Oh, 100%. Like, I'm still waiting on a queer love is blind. Or a like, queer bachelorette. Yeah, come on, y'all, if you're listening. <laughs> we need this shit, and we need it now because if it's going to be anything like this was, this was the juiciest piece of reality TV show I ever watched. Oh, 100%. I binge-watched it. Yes. I tried to, but, of course, I was watching it live as it came out on Netflix. And so, therefore, I was having to wait forever for the episodes. See, when someone tells me there's a good new Netflix thing out, I try to wait as long as I can to watch it so I can binge-watch it because I'm a binge-watcher. Yeah. I try not to be a binge-watcher because I like to, like, 
plan it out to where I'm not going to watch all of it in one night. But then I get too interested and I get too invested. And then I'm like, fuck it. I'm going to go ahead and watch it. (laughs) But it's like, so it started out that me and Josh were supposed to watch the show together. And my husband has started a new job, so he's been very tired lately. So when we turned it on, um, at first he told me, he was like, well, you need to pause it and not watch any more episodes. And I was like, but you made fun of me for wanting to watch this. And he's like, well, only because the first season was bad. I'm invested now. (laughs) And so I was like, okay, I'm going to turn it off. So I turned it off. I waited a few days. He still never watched it. So I got bored and started watching it again. And I was like, well, I'll just rewatch it. That's what I do most of the time with shows. And I just won't tell him what's going on. And then days turned into weeks and he still hadn't watched it. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to break the, I'm going to commit the cardinal sin of being married and I'm going to go ahead and watch it without you. And so I watched the second block of episodes when they finally came on. And then the, as soon as midnight struck like fucking Cinderella on the date that the reunion and the finale came on, I snuck and watched it. Josh was already in bed. (laughs) Dylan likes to do that with my shows like I'll start a new show and then he'll come sit down with me in the middle of me watching it and he'll be like what's going on and I'm like well if you had come and watched it with me to begin with like I asked you to you would know what's going on and I hate trying to explain what's going on a show as I'm trying to watch the show yeah I'm trying to keep up I've learned that because I think that we were um I was asking you a lot of questions about the masked singer when we were trying to watch it yeah and you were like hey (laughs) <laughs> and dancing with the stars too yeah i'm just like trying to quickly explain what's going on because i'm trying to keep up and i'm like pause it bitch and tell me what's going on i'm absolutely a beginner not. absolutely not. i'm a dancing with the stars version okay <laughs> um yoli and mal seem to be the couple that had the enough love there um enough caring there mal was one of those people who it would be hard for them to get ready for marriage because they're one of those responsible people. It's like, well, we need more money first. Yeah, we need to have all the bricks laid out before we can build the house. Right. And Mal, let me just tell y'all, Mal is a through and through Virgo, as am I. The faces that she made throughout the season where her face basically and essentially had subtitles, (laughs) that's me, for sure. Like, I can say one thing, but you can see it all over my face that I mean something else. In the event that I actually have to say something else other than what I'm feeling. Which is mostly at work. Yeah. And to my children. (laughs) (laughs) But um, Mildred and Tiff were like the really toxic couple where um, Tiff is too busy trying to like act like she's a player. Yeah. Or they're a player. I'm not sure of their pronouns. Yeah, I may just say there just to be safe. Yeah, I don't think it was ever specified. And they really, like, I feel like they put their dog above everything else. Well, as you should. I mean, I get that, sure, for the dog people out there. I mean, listen, if if my soon-to-be relationship partner, if I had met somebody on Tinder that was like, I hate cats, I would be like, well, it's been a pleasure meeting you. We should go ahead and end the date here. <laughs> I ain't giving my cats up, okay, y'all? So, I completely understood that part, but we'll definitely get there. Um, But Mildred um, did not seem that crazy, but oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Literally. She's Latina. Well, she, that's another thing we're going to get into. 
So Mildred was just a lot of drama, a lot of work. I cannot imagine trying to be in a relationship with that person. And uh, I, um, I did feel bad for Tiff later. But at the first, she didn't seem that bad. She just seemed like, you know, their relationship was really fiery. It was really passionate. A lot of it was based on the sex. So that's what they seemed was just the drama carousel couple that's just in it for the good sex. And then Sam and Ozzy, like at first, so my first impression of Sam and Ozzy were they looked very cute together, very introverted couple, just different than everybody else. It's yeah. like, I can't believe that you came on the show or literally. Like why did you have to come on this show? Yeah, where you drink out of silver cups and, you know, drink lots of alcohol and make a fool of yourself. Like they just seemed more level headed than that. Yeah. And then my first impression of Zan and Vanessa was Zan seemed Zanned out, if you know what I mean. <laughs> like, when they first came on the show, like, I don't know if they were really nervous or if they were just, like, high on some extremely good weed or whatever they that it may be. They just didn't really have a personality. They seemed like talking to this chair. I heart Vanessa. I love Vanessa. I only want to be with Vanessa. Yeah, right. And then as soon as I saw Vanessa, I was like, well, that girl is hot. Mm-hmm. Like, right up my alley, all about that girl. And then when she started, like, coming out of her shell and, like, talking and being flirty, at first, Jordan's over here shaking her damn little head. At first, I was into her because it's like, I felt like her and I could either really get along or really hate each other. And this was at the beginning. It seemed like they were the couple that had one person that was madly in love with one and then another person who just did not really care one way or the other. Yeah. Like, Xander was, like, really obsessed with Vanessa, really in love with her. And then Vanessa was just kind of like, eh. Yeah. You know, they're they're my fallback. Happier here. Like, you're not going to do anything with anybody else, but I can do whatever I want and that's okay. Yeah, since you issued me the ultimatum. Yes. And then the last couple, which I saved for last on purpose, was Lexi and Ray. Lexi fine. Like, Lexi, all I want to say is, I know you got brown hair now, but I really wish you would dye it just a little bit darker because, damn, girl. <laughs> <laughs> you fine. So, Lexi seemed like that young person that you know, kind of like Jordan, that seems to have a really level head on their shoulders, very responsible, like an old soul, somebody who knows... Um, what it takes to be successful in life and is willing to get there by whatever it's going to take to get there and then Ray just seemed like very aloof like a very sporty introverted person that's just kind of like I'm gonna do what I want to do when I want to do it yeah. um, and then in a way Ray kind of reminded me of myself just in the way that Ray doesn't like to express him like emotion I don't like to talk about love or I don't like boyfriends that are like really romantic or ooey gooey lovey dovey stuff like I'm not a cuddler I'm not a person that like I made my husband stop opening the car door for me when we were dating I told him I was like you don't work for me (laughs) you know and that's just my personal preference it's just how I am But, so, that is the first impressions of the couples. So, what we're going to do is we're going to take a short little break, and then when we come back, um, we're going to kind of dive into some of the dynamics of the couples um, that are matched together for the first three weeks in their phone marriages. So, stay with us, and we'll be right back. 
All right, and we're back. So the first thing we're going to do is go into the summary of the speed dates. So the first person that I'm going to start with is Vanessa. Vanessa seems to really love the speed dating life, um, but Xander has a hard time and is saying that she's finding it hard to imagine herself with someone else. Mm-hmm. Even before they're going into um, the actual dating, Vanessa's like trying to hit on Mal and Xander's already getting jealous. Um, Xander is like really distracted, I noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, like trying to see what Vanessa's doing, who Vanessa's talking to. Because, of course, Vanessa's over there going, <laughs> making a big show about yeah, it. Yeah, with like every single person she's on a date with. And it's like, girl, you sign up for this. It's like Xander's just distracting themselves from their own speeding, speed dating experience, you know? Yeah, for sure. Vanessa, she not only hit it off with Ray. When they were talking, she also hit it off with Ray's partner, Lexi, which I was like, damn, girl, you bold. About to be messy. Yeah. Like, you're just sitting here flirting with, like, literally both people from the same couple, and that's the people that you enjoy the Mm -hmm. conversations with the most. She would make jokes about them just being a throuple. Yes. And just being like, hey, we could just all three be together. And Sanders like... (laughs) Sandra's like, what the fuck, bitch? What about me? (laughs) (laughs) It was very fun and good to see, like, for the drama aspect Mm -hmm. of Vanessa dating two sides of the same coin, (laughs) (laughs) we would say. But, you know, it just seems that, like, Lexi is, like, really into Vanessa at first and that she knows that she's fun and that she... And I think that what she did was she knew that... Vanessa was the exact opposite of her partner, Ray. Yeah. Because, you know, Vanessa's a huge extrovert. Ray is an enormous introvert. You know, like, Vanessa's very clear about what she thinks and feels, whereas Ray is not. Right. So, I definitely think that that was probably had something to do with the attraction for yeah. Vanessa. But, you know, and obviously we know why that she was attracted to Lexi. Lexi was beautiful, had a gorgeous head on her shoulders, and, you know. Enormous Some tits. Big old boobies. <laughs> Speaking of Xander, Xander doesn't really pay attention to anybody until she gets to, like, Yoli. Mm -hmm. Um, Her and Yoli definitely seem to hit it off. And like we said, Mildred and Aussie seem to hit it off. And Sam and Tiff were just, like, the leftovers. They were just kind of like, well, we're just going to connect because, you know, damn, there's no other choices. Right. (laughs) It's really funny because Tiff and Mildred were a couple and Sam and Aussie were a couple. And then they were dating. Each other's. Each other's. Yeah. For sure. In the end, with the speed dating, um, there is a conversation that takes place between Lexi and Vanessa that I think is the most noteworthy conversation that happens. On the bench. And they're sitting on the bench, and, like, Vanessa acts like she's going to break dance. And I'm like, what the fuck is this girl doing? Like, she's like... like, I can can kind of break dance. Yeah, I'm like, this girl is me if I ever snorted cocaine. (laughs) Like, that's exactly what it reminded me of. So, Lexi sits down with Vanessa, and they're having, like, a little intimate moment. And Lexi seems like she's having a good time. And then, all of a sudden, like, Lexi starts asking Vanessa about stuff having to do with Xander. And she's like, well, tell me this. Like, do you think that there's a chance that Xander can find anybody else? And then she goes, <laughs> no. And instantly you just see the expression on Lexi's face completely change as she just gets fucking angry. 
And she's like, so let me get this straight. What the fuck are you even here for if you don't think Xander can find anybody else? You're just here to flirt on TV and get your 15 minutes of fame and then let Xander go, like, feel jealous and defeated? Yeah. And then that date turns sour real fucking quick. Real quick. She was like, if you're going to do this to Xander, what are you going to do to Ray? Yeah. And she's like, it really worries me that not only are you interested in me, but you're also interested in Ray who I consider to hopefully be my life partner. And she's just like, and I already know now that I'm disgusted with you and I'm not going to choose you. Mm -hmm. But what I'm worried about is if Ray is going to choose you. And so that was definitely the most dramatic of the conversations. For sure. When the choice begins, um, they sit down and there are just sitting randomly around a like a table the long dining table yeah the choice happens with xander and vanessa like arguing because vanessa really shows her ass it's like as soon as that conversation with her and lexi happened it was like all of a sudden you see vanessa in a different light and everything she says just makes you want to smack the mole off her face a hundred percent but like vanessa says something like which girl is this because xander's like well you know i i found myself being attracted to ray because i had a girlfriend like ray and vanessa's instantly like who who's that you never told me about that that's news to me eh, eh, eh. She's showing her ass and so uh xander makes the first choice and chooses yoli as their trial wife which we all knew that was going to happen because that was literally the only person that Xander even remotely clicked with yeah. on the dates. Shocker. And then Ray talks about how she's like physically attracted to Vanessa and she chooses Vanessa. And then, of course, you know, Lexi has that face because Lexi's upset because she's like, I don't want the person that I love to be stuck with this person that I now fucking hate. Mm hmm. Lexi does not hide her feelings about Vanessa. No. All. Lexi, you can tell, doesn't hide her feelings about anything. Nothing. It's kind of like Mal's face, mm -hmm. but Lexi uses words, yes. not just her face. And Vanessa was mouthing fuck you over to Xander during the table. Did you notice that? No, I didn't notice that, actually. Yeah, so Vanessa is, like, all pissed off. Oh, my God. I can't believe I missed that. Yeah. I'd be getting something to drink or something. <laughs> <laughs> a, mommy like, fresca. Yeah, a mommy fresca <laughs> so then mal and lexi choose each other and i was just like is it just me or are they totally just gonna like get married and have little babies and everything because like i really thought that their child marriage was gonna lead to something really serious between them oh yeah i thought there was definitely a chance there too yeah like if i had bet on a couple judging by the first impressions that's definitely who i would have thought was going to get together like after the show was like cml i felt the same about vanessa and ray though i just felt like vanessa brought out ray's introvertness yeah and then um ozzy and mildred choose each other um because they really clicked like on their little dates that they did on the first couple of episodes um but then we see why that's not the case and then, of course, Sam and Tiff get stuck together because they're literally the only choices that are left. <laughs> so, my favorite reaction was when Ray was talking about Lexi at the very first of the show. And she was like, her little face like got red when she was like, yeah, Lexi has a lot of what I like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that was like my favorite. Yoli and Xander's, they get like really close and like it seems like they're like trying to find genuine things out. And like while they were together, they were my favorite couple as far as I just knew that they were going to leave the show together. Oh yeah. I really thought they were going to too. Because it's like it was like literally watching two people actually fall in love. They did. They did fall in love. Yeah. And it's like, this doesn't look like puppy love. This doesn't look like it's just for TV, like for their 15 minutes of fame. Like, it was like the cutest fucking thing. It's like you actually saw emotions and stuff come out of Xander, not like the Zand out Xander that was there. Right. Yeah. Like, you actually saw a person Mm -hmm. come out of Xander. And then, like, Yoli just helped that. And, like, Yoli was so kind and so good to Xander. And it was like they really understood each other. Like, they felt so comfortable with each other right away. They were already, like, snuggling and, like, making out and kissing and, like, just, like, they... Planning future. Yeah, and, like, it seemed like they'd been together for a really long time when, really, they had literally just met. Right. And it was just crazy to me because, like, you know, when you're sitting there rooting for a couple on a reality TV show, you know it's bullshit. Like, it's basically just acting. Right. Because they're like, oh, yeah, we're so in love. But you know they're not really. But it's like Xander and Yoli were just unlike any reality TV show couple I've they ever seen. Love. And then so you get into Ozzy and Mildred. And it seems like they're doing really good at first. Um, like, you know, they're like sitting there like cleaning the house together or doing something. I can't remember what they were doing. Ozzy takes Mildred to go meet her best friend and they explain like what's going on and what they're doing. And then it's just like all of a sudden uh, Ozzy said something or her best friend said something and Ozzy inevitably says, you're just stuck with someone forever. And oh my god, that pissed Mildred off. And so then it just unleashed the hell that would ensue for the next like two and a half weeks. Yeah, see the real Mildred and Aussie. Yeah. And you know what? My theory or my end impression after seeing them together and then seeing them argue and seeing everything else is I don't like neither one of them. Neither of them. No. Like Mildred is, oh, well, so I'm Latino, so I can be loud. I can be in your face. I can be upset with you, and that's just, yeah, and I mean, like, I know we're white. We're in no way (laughs) sitting here preaching about anything, but it's just, you know, Tiff brought up later a very good point that was like, you can't use your race to excuse your actions as far as being mean to somebody and just saying, "I, I only do that because I'm Latino. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't like Aussie because Aussie was just like, I don't want to talk about this and just completely just shuts down. But it was like Aussie just ran away from everything. Mm -hmm. And they'd be like, I'm not running away. And then they proceeded to literally run away. They left like three times. Yeah, they did. They shut down and then act out. Yeah. And then it was just like, I'm not talking to you anymore. I'll see you later. Have a good day, mate. (laughs) Like, that's when you know Aussie's fucking pissed Mm -hmm. when they're like mate i ain't doing nothing to you mate like fuck you mate Mate. they they were having some pretty pretty bad problems and you could definitely tell that that was a toxic lineup and then you know like lexi and mal um they seem to like get along really well they seem to like just be like bros they vibed it they vibed but it was like it almost felt like it was like a you and me vibe yeah, they like, were helping each other grow, I feel like. They weren't looking for a relationship with each other. 
but they were helping each other grow and what they can take back to their relationships. Right, because it was kind of like, you know, they laid around doing nothing. You know, they went to the beach. They ate together. They did things. They talked to each other about stuff. But it was mainly just them talking about their significant others, like their real significant others Mm -hmm. and their lives. But it just seemed like they were just growing close as friends. There never seemed like there was any kind of romance there at all. I think they said that, too, at one point, that they always saw each other as friends and they're always going to be friends. But they were never, like, romantically involved because they were too hung up on their spouses. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't even, like, a kiss or anything. Yeah. And then the dog drama oh, happens um, where Sam lets it slip that she doesn't really like dogs or she's not a big dog person. And so she doesn't think she should have any responsibility for the dog or I don't like for my feet to be crowded. So it's like basically like your dog doesn't need to sleep in my bed. I don't feel like she ever said, no, you can't have this dog here or no, I'm rejecting the dog. She didn't, but it's just the way that she... Like, I like Sam okay. Like, she's not my favorite, but, like, you know, I have to say it in so many words. But, you know, that was yeah. the problem that Sam had going into the show was that she let Aussie get away with just walking off, and she never stood up for herself. Right. So, it's like, that's what I felt was, like, Sam was, like, dropping little passive-aggressive hits, yeah. but not actually, like, saying what she thought because that's just what she does. Like, at the beginning of the show, Sam did not have a voice... Sam did not fight back on stuff. Like, the most I've seen her fight back was just in the little argument. But I don't feel feel like it was really a lot of her talking. It was a lot of Tiff yelling. Oh, yeah. Tiff definitely yelled. And Sam just kind of put her head down and was like, I just don't care for dogs. Yeah. I'm always going to have cats. Now, I did have to make a sacrifice. Um, My husband is deathly afraid of rodents. And I used to have pet rats. And Josh told me that when we got serious and we moved in together that I had to make a, pro- make a promise that I would never have a pet rat because I, they would never be in his home. I back Josh up on that. We would not be friends if you had to hang out with rats all the time. Oh my God, they're so sweet. They are rodents. Rats are the most sociable pets that you can have. For me, it goes... Mama, that happens is that the Lexi and Mal... So what happens is they all get involved in this drama from Fingergeddon. Oh, yeah. Fingergate. Oh, yeah. I called it Fingergeddon. The girl, the host on the show called it Fingergate. So Vanessa, like, are having, like, a troubled time the next morning because Ray's crying and all upset because of what she let Vanessa do to her, blah, blah, blah. And then Lexi's crying to Mal because she's so upset also for the same thing. But it gets more juicy as the show progresses that was just the major of the drama this part of the show get into like the couples like as they find themselves when they get back together okay so we're back so we're gonna go into when the couples get back with their original partners so Lexi and Ray get back together and it's like seemingly awkward at the beginning because Lexi's all like, well, you're not the person I gave the ultimatum to. You know, you specifically promised to me that you were not going to do anything with Vanessa and you still did it anyway. And so there's a lot of like making up that has to be done. That's the only thing that's really notable about them. Yeah, it gets brought up a lot when they're three weeks together. And it's just something that Lexi has a hard time letting go. But eventually, I feel like she does. Yeah. 
And then um, Xander and Vanessa, like all of a sudden Vanessa's like, I want to get married. I want to be serious. I want this to go with us and you to choose me and not Yoli. And just, it's, you can just tell it's just straight fucking jealousy at every corner. Oh yeah. Vanessa was like, oh, you found a different girl that I didn't expect you to find. Oh, now I want you a hundred percent, 120%. I want you. Yeah, and then Vanessa is all like when she brings up the whole um, Instagram thing about where she said that Yoli was sent and Xander were exchanging messages while they were supposed to be together. And then like <laughs> Vanessa um, says that, you know, she, Yoli asked for a selfie of Xander. And then all of a sudden um, when they're at the like the lunch or the dinner the next day, Mal, yeah, Mal has to bring out the people over like all four of them over there so that she can be like confronting Vanessa and be like, why did you feel like you had to bring your drama upon me? Like, why did you message me on Instagram and tell me that Yoli and Cinder had been exchanging messages? Yeah, like Mal thought they were allowed to have closure and talk to each other. But Vanessa basically told her, like, it's not bad. It's that they're still flirting. Right. And, like, Mal makes a comment in the reunion that she definitely didn't know that Xander and Yoli were at the party, like, holding hands and, like, talking about how much they missed each other. And loving on each other. Yeah. Like, Mal thought that Yoli was just going over to be like, hey, sup, dog? Like, that was fun. Um, but then speaking of Yoli and Mal, like when they get back together, like you can just tell that Yoli feels really strange, just really confused, Mm -hmm. you know, because she's like, I just literally lived with somebody and had a whole nother relationship with someone else. Fell in love with something else. Yeah. And you can just see that like Mal and Yoli are trying to struggle through it for the rest of the three weeks in these episodes that they're trying to get on the same page. They're trying to find themselves in a way to be back together and Mal tried a lot harder than Yoli did and I feel like Yoli was just stuck in this um limbo between Mal and Xander and she just like couldn't make up her mind right and I mean like I've had to choose between two people before and it's hard because you're like sitting there weighing the pros and cons and when both of the people that you're trying to choose between have a lot of pros and not so many cons you're just like what the fuck yeah I'm stuck but you know like Mal said like really sweet like loving tender things it's like I knew what to expect when we came on the show you're having a moment or like you're feeling the actual you know you're committed to the show you're doing what we came here to do. And didn't Yoli give Mal the ultimatum? Yes. And I mean, I also want to note on a sidebar here that not one single couple on this show had been together for like 10 years. No, I think the longest one was four years. And that was Vanessa and Xander. Yeah, they were all like fresh into relationships. And I mean like... two years. Yeah, and I mean it's like, you know, that's not for everybody to decide that they want to get married in that short a time. No. Just like, you know, like... Jordan's never been married and she's had like long relationships and it's just like it would be like like Dylan taking you on the ultimate <laughs> <laughs> but I mean you know like it's not for everybody to jump in head first and get married to somebody that you haven't been with for that long it's yeah. not for everybody I mean like for me and Josh I feel like because we were in our 30s and we had had previous marriages that were not for us The people that we were with were not people that we truly, truly love. Josh married his ex-wife because he felt like it was the right thing to do. 
my ex-husband and I got married because we felt like it was the right thing to do because we had a baby out of wedlock. Yeah, I had one of those too, but I did not get married. Um, But, you know, it's just like, you know, me and Josh, we got married pretty fast. Like, we were together for like four months, four or five months, and then we moved in together. And then we were together for a year and two months, and then he proposed to me. And then by the time we got married, we had been together for like, it wasn't even quite two years yet. But, you know, that's not for everybody. Right. Like, when I feel like when me and Josh met, it was kind of like a coming to Jesus thing, like Yoli and Xander. Mm-hmm. Because it was like, it just felt right. Like, Josh wasn't my typical type. He wasn't a person that I normally would have been like, hell yeah, bro, let's go out. <laughs> for one, I'm not a big fan of tall men. I think I've said that before. I like men to be about my size, maybe a little bigger. 5'11", 6 foot's usually where I, my cutoff point. You're too tall to ride this ride. <laughs> Y'all ain't. <laughs> but, you know, it's just, we just really clicked, and there was just something there, and it was just like we moved at the speed of lightning. But then we get to Ozzy and Sam, and Sam is the one that I was, like, the proudest of mm-hmm. with the revelations through being with somebody else because it's like once Sam and Tiff got over the dog argument, I really felt like Tiff and Sam kind of taught each other some things kind of feel like sam taught tiff how to maybe speak to mildred a little more tenderly yeah and have a little more of a caring air about them because it seemed like tiff was kind of like me on the emotion stuff where they're just a hothead yeah well i'm not like that but you know what i'm saying like that's what i'm saying you are not like tiff no but i just mean like the aspect of you know not discussing the seriousness of the relationship stuff like that and i think avoiding it yeah and i think sam taught tiff how to be a little more tender but then i think tiff taught sam how to speak up and i was really proud of sam for when they went back to their relationship with Ozzy, they were able to apply that lesson into their relationship. Oh, yeah, 100%. And then Mildred and Tiff, of course, they're, like, doing it as soon as they get back together <laughs> because that just seemed to be the whole... That's their relationship base. Yeah, like, even... I'm pretty sure both of them even said that. Yeah, they did. They, did, they didn't live together. They, they didn't do, like, dates or anything. They, like, just banged all the time. Yeah, but, you know, I also can see where maybe Tiff didn't want to move in with Mildred for the simple fact of Mildred had a child from her previous marriage. Also true. And Tiff even said that Mildred's child was special needs. And, you know, I can definitely relate there. And it's just like you have to be really careful who you let around your kids. You have to make sure that they can build a foundation if you're going to be with somebody long term. 100%. But I just don't feel like... Mildred and Tiff were ever on the same page enough to even come close to being on the ultimatum because there was no reason that that couple needed to get married ever. Not at all. We'll talk about that later with Tiff. Um, But, I mean, you know, this is when Tiff really gets into where they're saying that they break up all the time and they've had like 50 breakups in their less than two-year relationship. This is when Tiff talks about how Mildred can't use her race to be mean to people there you know tips basically like there's plenty of latinas that have respect for other people yes as far as the relationships together that's as far as we're gonna get into that because we would literally be recording like a 10-part series if we were to talk (laughs) super in depth so what i have is i have some notes on the finale and then i have notes on the reunion 
Oh, now I get to talk about who they chose. Yes. So we are going to go ahead and dive into that. Okay, so now we get to the fun part of the series. It pans over to Yoli and Mao. And you can tell that Yoli is like really distracted, like really unsure of what she's going to do or say. And, you know, I feel like Mal's known since day one that they were going to finally get the ring out and propose. Oh, yeah. Because it seemed like Mal knew that once Yoli was serious enough to really want that marriage life and the seriousness in their relationship, it's like Mal was like, okay, maybe I can put the, the finances aside just to at least get engaged. Right. And, you know, like we said before, Lexi and Mal didn't, like, do anything relationshipy. They were just, like, you could tell they were going to be friends for life after this show. For sure. So, Mal proposes to Yoli. And the biggest part of me, even though I absolutely adore Mal, was I was really hoping that Yoli would say no. Mm-hmm. Because I wanted Yoli to say, I'm sorry, but Xander has stolen my heart and that's the route that I'm going to take because that's what it seemed like her decision was oh yeah like the way she was talking and the way she was hanging all over Xander at every party behind every corner and even the way she acted after she accepted the proposal she never like was like hell yes and you know that's all Mal ever wanted was for her to be her hell yes her hell yes she like kind of nodded her head and like cried a little bit, but that was it. Right. I loved Xander and Yoli together, and that's what I was hoping was going to actually happen. But I predicted. So this is I made these notes when I watched the finale. Um, I did not go back and change these predictions for the reunion. But my prediction with this, these two was, like I said, I thought for sure Yoli was going to say no and then end up trying to date Xander. I thought she'd give a really dramatic, I'm just not sure right now. Her famous choose any of you. Yeah, with her famous tissue tear wipes. <laughs> she always looked like she was on a, um, like a Spanish soap opera when she would get up in the camera and like wipe her tears with her tissue without blinking an eye. What was your prediction before you watched the finale with Yoli and Mal? I kind of thought the same thing. I didn't think that she was... It was either that she wasn't going to choose either of them. Or whenever I initially saw that she said yes to Mal, I thought that she was immediately just going to be like, Never mind, I'm going to Xander. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But ultimately she ended up with Mal. For real. So I kind of read that one backwards. So I'm going to read my prediction first and then go into (laughs) the actual thing that happened. So Mildred and Tiff go. Um, My prediction was I definitely thought Tiff was going to not propose and ask that they work on their relationship first, maybe seek some counseling, and that Mildred was just going to walk away from the relationship because Mildred was very dead set on it's my way or the highway. Yeah, Mildred wanted marriage. Tiff wanted to work on things. I didn't see them getting married or proposing or any of it. You know, like we've said, Mildred was definitely a handful. And, I mean, I got why she was getting frustrated with Ozzy. But I can't imagine being with Mildred. And I can't imagine being with Ozzy, who shuts down every time that they got upset or had a disagreement. But Mildred definitely pushed a little too hard. But the what actually ended up happening was Tiff proposed. And I was really surprised by that. I think so, too. I think she was just trying to make Mildred happy because she knew that if it wasn't going to happen that way, that 
Mildred was just going to leave her. I just was really hoping that Tiff would not dive headfirst into the marriage without having a long engagement and trying to get, like, premarital counseling. But Mildred definitely did not want a long engagement. We all know that. Yeah. Um, But then when it came to Ozzy and Sam, my prediction was that I thought Ozzy would propose and that in a perfect world, Sam would say no because she knows she deserves better. But instead, Ozzy whipped out this rock and did this whole (laughs) spill on fucking penguins. And one of my favorite moments of this entire season was Sam's face when she thought that was all she was going to get from Ozzy was this rock. too long of a pause between the rock and the ring and it's like with Ozzy I get that they had a rough traditional childhood um, with their heritage but the way that Ozzy seems to be with Sam seems like she's not providing Sam with the relationship that she deserves no refusing to communicate is a huge red flag and I think Ozzy seems like she'd be a great friend but a really shitty partner and I feel like Ozzy would be your friend that's always on and off with one girl while dating different girls in between Oh, yeah. Aussie is definitely not a good partner. No, it's, you know, it's always the quiet ones that do the sneaky shit. Mm-hmm. Aussie did propose, and Sam did say yes. And, you know, once again, Tiff did help Sam find her voice, and I really hope that she keeps it up throughout their relationship and their engagement and eventually their marriage. And I hope that if Aussie gets to a point where they're not compromising anymore, like they said they were um, on the finale she gets away from Ozzy. Like, once she stops trying to communicate and starts trying to help... She packs her bags and walks out the door. Yeah, I would be like, you walk out the door one more time, and that's the last time you'll walk out my fucking house. Oh, yeah. Change of the locks right behind you, bitch. Listen, I, I am not a submissive partner at all. You know, I'm not the easiest person to be in a relationship with, and I definitely never claimed to be. No. <laughs> also, with Ozzy... I definitely hope that Aussie goes home and comes out to their parents and also tells their parents about who Sam actually is. Oh, yeah. Because it's like when I got pregnant with my son, my ex-husband's family was so religious that I had to hide from his whole family that I was pregnant because we weren't married. That's ridiculous. Yeah, and let me just tell you... It's not fun being the disgraceful secret. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I could definitely relate. I mean, of course, like, his parents weren't what I imagine Aussie's parents to be like, since it seems like they had such a traumatic upbringing. Right. From their heritage. But, so now we'll go on to Xander and Vanessa. Oh, Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa. That hot train wreck. (laughs) So my prediction was that Vanessa would propose and Xander would say yes because she constantly defended Vanessa at every turn. Vanessa sucks. That's the bottom line. (laughs) And Xander deserves better. And I really hoped that if Vanessa did propose that Xander would say no. Um, I knew Vanessa was going to propose, but I had a feeling that Xander was going to say no and try to get with Yoli. My biggest prediction throughout the whole season was that exactly what happened. That no one proposed? No one proposed to Xander. Yeah. Like, nobody proposed between Vanessa and Xander. They cho- they chose to be alone. Now, that wasn't Xander's choosing. It's definitely how I feel about it. 
But Xander was very confident that Yoli was going to choose them. Yeah. And I mean, Xander seemed, after you got to know them, like a wonderful person. And she and Yoli complimented each other so much. And when Vanessa cried over Xander being actually interested in someone else back in, like, when they were dating other people, like having their faux marriages with the, when Xander and Yoli were fake married. And then Vanessa got so upset and was just crying. I just wanted to smack her. She tried to make Xander feel bad for being interested in someone who didn't like her. Because, I mean, you know, Yoli did not like Vanessa. No. Nobody liked Vanessa. No. Except for, apparently, Tiff does. Because Tiff and Vanessa are in, like, videos together a bunch now on Instagram. Oh. And Xander was the one that said they couldn't grow with Vanessa. And I was proud of her for saying that. I feel like she made the absolute right decision. And I... It seems that she's actually sticking to it. So then we go um, to Lexi and Ray. And like I said, I just loved her in honestly every way. And she's, I just thought that she would seem like a cool pal to hang out with. I just didn't think Lexi and Ray are the match that Lexi deserved. And so my prediction was I couldn't figure out who I thought was going to say no. But I figured that Ray would potentially like propose and then either Lexi would say no or Ray would just talk herself out of it as mm-hmm. she was doing it. And then they would both leave single. But plot twist. Yeah, but plot twist, Ray did propose and Lexi did say yes. And then Lexi also proposed to Ray. Yeah, and then so they both got out the rings and they both got down on one knee. But I just didn't see Ray and Lexi being able to sustain the best relationship with Lexi's maturity and the certainty of what she wanted and Ray's lack thereof. Right. Like, Lexi was so sure of everything. She seemed to know exactly what she wanted in life, like someone who had to grow up early, and Ray seemed to be the exact opposite. And I don't think Lexi will ever really get over the shit that happened with Vanessa. Finger getting. <laughs> or finger gate. Whatever. Probably not. She's and not I, like talking about it. Right. And like I just seen that being a huge point of contention that gets thrown back up on occasion. You know, like when you're fighting about something and then like a partner will just throw, throw something, something up from a long time ago that they said that they forgave you for. It's like that secret treasure trove of instant guilt. Oh yeah. Trust me, I know about those. Oh yeah. <laughs> I definitely um put that I hope Ray treats Lexi like the hot ass boss bitch queen that she is <laughs> and I hope stupid ass Vanessa did one good thing by making Ray see what she absolutely should be certain of and how amazing Lexi is 100% so then we go to um what needs also some proper talk from the finale before we move on over to the reunion Yoli and Xander talking after the decisions were made She showed up without her engagement ring on. Yeah, I thought that was crazy. And, uh, you know, that was definitely something Mal was not very happy about later. No. But I think Xander was really hoping Yoli was going to say no and that they were going to leave there together. And I think that factored majorly in her decision in telling Vanessa she couldn't grow with her. Oh, 100%. She thought she was going to leave there with Yoli. Right. And I also think Yoli finally showed Xander that you don't have to be treated like shit in a relationship 24-7. And that that caused Xander to really think about things and takes that lesson away um, as they left single. 
I felt that when my current husband started treating in me in ways that no one ever had and wanted to be with me all the time instead of needing so much time away from me, it made me feel loved on another level, but it also made me think, <laughs> what's the catch here? Mm-hmm. When is everything just going to fall to shit? <laughs> like, when is everything going to blow up in my face? And when Yoli and Xander were embracing... And they, they just seemed like they were really in love and wanted to be together. And I know three weeks isn't enough, isn't a long time, but it's enough to know what a real connection, chemistry, and intimacy is. And regardless of whether she said yes to Mao or not, and I said, oh my God, the pain in Xander's eyes when Yoli said she got engaged to Mao. The was just open. <laughs> yeah. And then, Zand- and then Yoli crying in Xander's arms. Telling each other how much they love each other still, but she's leaving with Mao because of the... connection that they've had and engaged to someone else yeah like i'm sorry but sometimes history doesn't trump your feelings she even said it herself like mal's her brain and xander's her heart yeah and it's just like i I think that she went home and realized that mal isn't the intense love that she craves the way xander's absolute devotion and adoration was toward her absolutely i just hope that (laughs) vanessa can definitely see how, what she had and how it feels when you don't have someone that worships your every move and realize just how good that she had it now that it's gone oh yeah but so that was the finale so now we're going to go into the reunion lexi and ray lexi and ray were the first people that they really talked to they're like beaming oh god lexi looked gorgeous mm-hmm. and at the reunion they were still engaged but I don't have a whole lot to say about them because they are exactly where I thought they would be. And they were there when the show... That's that's where they were when the show ended. But all this talk about how they were taking trips together. They were loving each other more every day. Like, the, the show really helped their relationship. It helped them grow. It helped them be ideal partners for each other. But all of a sudden, the disclaimer shows that Lexi and Ray called off their engagement shortly after the reunion and i looked it up and apparently um lexi did an interview on a podcast and said apparently a lot of cultural differences kept coming up and lexi is apparently now in a different relationship and her and ray are still on okay terms even after realizing they could not make it work everybody's face when Vanessa first started speaking when she was trying to apologize to everybody you know Vanessa says that she feels like she got a bad edit like she <laughs> said that she was not the villain everybody made her out to be and everybody's I call bullshit just dropped. they're like no way bitch no way. what the fuck ever but the good thing on the finale was that Vanessa and Xander are not speaking at all they're very obviously still broken up and Xander seems like She's like, no, we have no intentions of getting back together. You know, we we don't even try to be friends. We're not talking. You know, I think that's what was best. And Xander seemed bolder and like she had a lot of growth. Yeah, but didn't they talk like how they miss talking to each other as friends and how they're probably going to start talking to each other again after the reunion? They did, but, you know, I just don't... I believe that if they went all that time, because, like, I'm pretty sure I heard... That this show was shot in 2021. Probably. And so if they haven't been talking for that long, you know, I would just hope that they would keep it that way. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) 
But um, the bombshell of this, even more so than the disclaimer at the end about Lexi and Ray, was that Mal and Yoli broke up. They literally broke up two weeks after the finale. Um, No, they argued about that time frame um, on the reunion, but Mal had moved out and felt like Yoli made her look like a fool on TV and that she wasn't as honest with her as she should have been about her experience on the show. And basically, Mal watches it back and is like, uh, this is not what you told me. No, not at all. It's like half of what you told me. Right. And so then I was hoping that it was going to be like, okay, well, Yoli and Xander have secretly been dating since they broke up. Mm-hmm. But then it was like, Yoli and Xander hung out at a music festival, but it doesn't seem like they got romantically involved. It was just like a bro hang. Didn't they go to Hawaii or plan for her to come to Hawaii? So I think that they had a brief discussion about that because I'm pretty sure Vanessa brought that up to tell Mal. Yes. Because, you know, she couldn't wait to do that shit. That's right. But I was just really disappointed that if Mal and Yoli weren't going to be together, that Yoli wasn't with Xander because I really wanted them to end up together. Ozzy and Sam are the only couple that are still engaged, um, still together. Um, Ozzy and Sam both seem to have grown from the experience and used the show to grow their communication. Um, Even though Sam did say that as of the reunion, she is still a secret, but Ozzy states she's going to tell her family once they're able to announce their engagement. So I need to Google whether mm-hmm. Aussie's told her parents about Sam yet or not now that the cat's out so of the bag. So Aussie just wants to drop a whole bombshell on her parents and be like, hey, I'm gay and this is my fiance. Yeah. And I was on national TV as a lesbian. Yeah. Just so you know. Yeah. <laughs> so even though I'm just now f- telling you, you're literally the last ones in America to find out <laughs> or if they even are in America. I don't know if they are. I have no idea. But I'm proud of the both of them for working on themselves for each other. And to me, that's what I think you're exactly supposed to do when being in a relationship when you want to keep the relationship going is you strive for each other and you compromise and you try to do everything you can that's best for one another. Oh, yeah. I just, I want to say that I don't see them ever getting married. At least, but I can't tell if that's actually my gut intuition or if that's just what I hope. They were my biggest shock that they were still together by the reunion. I was like, really? She didn't leave? Aussie didn't walk out? Yeah. (laughs) Aussie didn't get mad and say, peace out, I'm out, bitch. Yeah. Mate. Yeah. Mate. (laughs) And then the big bomb. Um, Tiff and Mildred obviously broke up. And... It was bad. Like, they got into, like, a screaming match on the stage. Tiff ended up walking out and leaving. And then not only leaving for just a minute, they literally, it showed them get into a van and just leave. Yeah. Now, Sam went out and tried to, like, comfort her and stuff. And it was good to see that Sam and Tiff are still, like, trying to be friends and stuff. Um, <laughs> after the whole dog thing, I didn't think it was ever going <laughs> to blossom any kind of friendship. But... Mildred seemed to think that Tiff's growth from the show seemed to have been temporary. And Mildred says that Tiff told her she needed to split the rent in three ways because she had a child. Which is kind of messed up to me, to be honest. I kind of feel like maybe it was mentioned like... A smart-assy way. In passing, passing. like not in a smart-assy way, not meant to be like that, but... Like, you know, what do you do in these types of situations? I've never been, you know, I've never lived with someone that has a child. Like, do you split the rent in three ways? Do you still split it half? Like, 
how does this work? Yeah, then Mildred just went off. Yeah, Mildred just blew it out of proportion like she liked to do. And apparently Tiff called the police on Mildred and had her arrested after a huge altercation. So Shocker. Yeah, I had <laughs> definitely predicted domestic violence in that relationship. Yeah. Um, but Tiff also made a, an admission that was, I'm sure, really hard for them to admit, which made me commend them being that I have a special needs child. Tiff said that they really tried to connect with Mildred's child and just wasn't able to and that that was a huge thing for them because they knew how important that that part was um you know not only to Mildred but to anyone yeah and I mean I will say that coming from somebody who does have a special need child when you're getting in a relationship is when you have a child like my son where my son is like he's not high on the spectrum like my son has um, autism, but he's, you know, he can do some things for himself. He's just not in the maturity mentality of what he should be at almost a 14-year-old boy. But you have to prepare your significant other for what I said to Josh was I was like, okay, um, my son could either live with us until he's 18, 19, like a normal child, or he could live with us for the rest of his life and we need to get like an in-law suite so he can do so. Mm-hmm. Like with my son, there's no telling. We don't know if he's going to be able to drive a car. We don't know what kind of job he's going to be able to maintain. We don't know if he's going to be able to handle bills on his own. It's just stuff like that. Right. That you really have to. And I just don't think that Mildred really even, like if Tiff is still not connecting at this point with uh, Mildred's kid, then Tiff should have been gone a long time ago. Oh, yeah. If her primary concern was her child. They probably shouldn't have even come on the ultimatum. Right. They shouldn't have made it that far. But Tiff essentially said that everything that Mildred was saying was a lie. And that Mildred was just gaslighting her and being narcissistic. And Mildred literally upset Tiff to the point of where Tiff was crying. And Ozzy speaks up and says that Mildred definitely gaslit her just as Tiff is saying that Mildred did. And that's what caused her to just constantly not want to be around Mildred when they were in their fake marriage. Yeah. And my assumption of Mildred definitely feels like it was spot on. Tiff acknowledges that she's at fault for some things, but that a lot of what Mildred was saying was untrue. And, you know, Tiff just pieced the fuck out. Yeah, Tiff owned up to her shit and called Mildred out on her shit, and she bounced out of there. Yeah. Now... the time we have for today we've basically went over anything was there anything that you wanted to say before we stop no i think we had all the points about the ultimatum queer love yes so i hope you love that queer love tea i did but we hope that you have an excellent evening and thank you for listening to our second bonus episode you can definitely look for more to come So, have a good night, everyone, and thanks for spilling the tea, sister.